Hello, my name is Carrie, and this is the Blanky Blog. I'm so glad we found each other. Episode 20. It's not a lot of episodes compared to people who podcast for a living and who've done a thousand or two thousand or more episodes, but it is a lot compared to people who produced one and were done, or compared to those who have not attempted it at all. Hmm. How about if I just compare to myself? Holy smokes! 20 episodes! I had lots of ideas for episode 20, but I just couldn't make myself record them. I really can't wait any longer to teach you about EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, sometimes called tapping. I was going to wait until I had all my ducks in a row. I intended to produce a video and several sample audios first, then post them on our nonprofit website, discoverandserve.com. I'm waiting on a graphic, I'm deciding how to edit, I'm debating which sample audios to publish. In the meantime, I taught two people about EFT just yesterday, but I haven't taught you. This simply can't wait. Besides, I already brought it up in episode 18. So, how did I hear about emotional freedom techniques? I'd heard about EFT at two different times, in two different cities, and thought it was ridiculous. Cute! It was alleged to help with specific issues related to anxiety or other distress. Sure, right. I did believe that we store emotions that don't serve us. We store them in our bodies as energy disruptions. I did understand that limiting beliefs slip into our unconscious mind, often without our permission and even without our knowledge. I have experienced wild responses to small offenses and had not understood why I was triggered. Can you relate? Of course you can. You blew your top and you don't even know why. Or something deeply hurts your feelings because somewhere in your past you suffered a similar hurt. Sure, we all have a warehouse of these hurts. Most of them stuffed in when we were vulnerable children. It's likely the original offender did not intend to hurt us. It's possible the offender is not even aware of inflicting humiliation or sadness or whatever. Maybe the offender wasn't a person, but a situation. You can tell what you believe by your behavior, not by your intentions. Your intentions come from your conscious mind, but your beliefs and behavior are limited by your unconscious, or what is sometimes called the subconscious, mind. Perhaps with a few exceptions. No. I take that back. I don't think there are any exceptions to this. We all walk around with our set of burdens. Our unconscious mind believes it's protecting us with fight, flight, or freeze responses, courtesy of the sympathetic nervous system. No, it responds. I must protect you from public speaking. It might kill you. 
How do we overcome an unconscious mind that believes public speaking may be fatal to you and responds accordingly? When it was suggested that EFT or tapping on the face and body while saying a few words could help resolve these triggers, I thought it was absurd. I believe in counseling, talk therapy. I admit it can be slow going. I had some success with affirmations too, but there were several that my unconscious rejected. I am enjoying the peace of mind that comes from earning 20% more than I earned in the past. Rejection usually sounds or feels like, yeah, right, or yeah, but... When I encountered EFT for the third time, I was seeking something. Although I had already been reasonably successful in life, I felt stuck in some of my relationships. Perhaps EFT could be another tool in that personal development toolbox. I did some research. Don Milton had success stories posted at his website. Then I read that Dr. Dawson Church and others had proven that EFT reduced cortisol responses in Vietnam veterans. An objective measure that a stress response had gone down. I decided that tapping couldn't hurt me and gave it a try. My first session was dramatic. So was my second. After several sessions, I was teaching others about tapping. I worked intensely with my coach for 12 weeks and now consult him for tune-ups. I have continued my studies and training. I refer to my practice as prayerful tapping, which simply means that I invite God into the process. Here is one example of resolving a belief that I didn't even know was punishing me. I initially had no intention of working on anything related to Rebecca's death. I had worked with an excellent grief counselor, had prayed for hours on end, and felt like I had a healthy perspective. Don asked about the cause of her death. I told him. He asked me if I believed I should have been the person to diagnose the blood clot that killed her. I said, of course not. I was not her doctor. I talked that through. And it makes no sense that I could have known when the medical staff did not. He asked, Then why, Carrie, are you sobbing? My conscious brain had worked through that belief intellectually, but we had not informed my body it was okay to let it go. Deep regret had burdened me every single day since my daughter's death. After 20 minutes, that specific regret was released. I have found with each resolution, I actually feel closer to Rebecca. That's a big deal. No doubt some of you have tried EFT. Maybe I was the one who taught you. Or maybe you watched The Tapping Solution produced by Nick Ortner. What has been your experience? Would you share your story at theblanky.blog? You could encourage others to give it a try. I'll post some of my favorite resources with this post and at discoverandserve.com. 
Each tapping release can be a big deal. With prayerful tapping, I've been honored to help an 11-year-old with science test anxiety, a 40-year-old who regretted his last words to his mother, a teacher with anxiety about speaking in front of her students' parents. I have dozens and dozens of stories like this. I will share more of these and the basic recipe as developed by Gary Craig in the next episode. Consider yourself tucked in. Rockabye, my baby, don't you cry, my baby. I will make mistakes, it's true. Then I'll teach EFT to you.